this is objectively sane. Okay, welcome back everyone. Today we have a very special guest, my bestest friend. Mm -hmm. um, in the first episode, you know, I was talking about how my friends get the brunt of my subjective insanity. Um, and this is the number one getter of it. <laughs> That's me. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> Unfortunately for her, there's a few on the roster, but she's, she's high up there. Um, so, okay. Today we're talking about ghosting, mm -hmm. right? It's actually, we're recording this right now. It's Friday the 13th. That's right. So uh, it's super appropriate. Um, okay. Perfect day for some ghost stories. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So what, what is ghosting? Okay. So the urban dictionary defines ghosting as when a person cuts off all communication with their friends or the person they're dating with zero warning or notice beforehand. You mostly see them avoiding friends' phone calls or the person they're dating, social media, and avoiding them in public. Fucking cowards. Yeah. So Plenty of Fish did a study in 2016 with millennials from Canada and the U.S., age 18 to 33, and 80% of them 80% of them had been ghosted. How do you Whoa. feel about that? It's like... You know what? It's it's a crazy number, but I'm not actually surprised Me because neither. I've been ghosted 80% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Sounds I actually right. feel like it's a bit low. You know? I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. If a hundred good for you, that 20%. Like, I mean, whatever you're doing, <laughs> I, I need to know. Um okay, so then this other thing, bank myself. I don't know what that is, but they did a study and 50% of women and 38% of men said the number one reason why they ghosted someone was because they wanted to avoid confrontation. Mm -hmm. Okay. And mm -hmm. this pisses me off because ladies and gentlemen, it is 2020. Mm -hmm. We have cell phones. We have social media. All you have to do is send a text, a simple text. The assumption that there would be confrontation bothers me a lot. Like you, you think that, you know, just by telling me, I'm not, I'm not interested in that way mm -hmm. that I would be confrontational about that. Yeah. Would, that's such a good point. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Avoid confrontation. No, keep it real and everyone's fine. Exactly. Confrontation stems from this feeling of being disrespected, right? Exactly. That's what I think. And and if you send a, a nice, respectful text saying you're not interested anymore and the person like, you know, starts spamming you with like hateful texts and stuff, okay, fine. You don't have to deal with that. Of course not. Of course not. But that's to different. assume that that's what's going to happen, like you're saying, is totally mm -hmm. offensive. And okay, like we were just talking about this, but this doesn't go for like all relationships. Like if you're dating someone for two months, even like at that point, you deserve a phone call. You deserve it in person. But if you've been on a few, and I feel like, I mean, I have heard horror stories of like people being ghosted after like a full six month relationship, which is just yeah beyond. Nightmare. But if it's just like a few dates, the fact that these people cannot get enough courage to just send a text, it's That's just, right. it's mind boggling to me. 
Yeah. And you and I were just talking about this earlier. Like if you go on a, a one date with somebody and neither of you reach out to each other, that's not ghosting. That's, no, that's fine. But if one person says that was so great, can't wait to see you again. And you're not feeling it, then just say so right now. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Hey, I had a good time, but you know what? I didn't feel that connection with you. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. Boom. Done. Yeah. Everyone moves on. It's fine. Yeah. Just have it in your drafts. Okay. Oh, this is good. <laughs> you should just. That's a tip. Have it. Here's a tip. Have it in your drafts. You're like, go to like, had a great time. Wasn't feeling a connection. Like, it's kind of awkward. Like you send it and you're like, Ooh, that's kind of awkward. But like, the person is always fine. They're always fine. Yeah. We've had to send out those text messages. Yeah. And I, yeah, I get a little nervous. Like, oh my goodness, this is a little bit awkward. Am I yeah. going to hurt my feelings? And then they just say, oh yeah, totally cool. Thanks for letting me know. Wish you the best. All right. Awesome. You too, man. Done. Yeah. I don't know why it can't go both ways. But what's funny in all the studies that I was looking at, it's pretty equal actually in who does the ghosting. Yeah. That was surprising to me. Yeah. Which I find interesting, but I guess that's a little bit sexist of us because- that's true. Yeah, I said I was surprised. Yeah. I guess there, I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, like, there's fuck boys and, and there's fuck girls. So, anyways. Okay, so now we're going to talk about some of our stories. We're getting into it. Okay. We're getting Dim into the it. lights. It's ghost story time. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to start with, like a, like, a light ghosting, a light dusting of ghostness. I love it. Okay. So, this guy, we'll call him 3.0, and we're calling him that because I've dated several, three to be exact, people of this same name. So, this one was <laughs> 3.0. So, we met on Bumble, and we met, I am doing air quotes, on Bumble, and we were going to meet up way back when. And he started getting all, like, quiet and stuff. So, I said, do you still want to meet up? Like, what's going on? And he ended up saying that he had just gone out of a relationship, that he had run into his ex, and that he wasn't ready. And I was like, okay, right? Like, I respect the honesty. That's it. And I remember you telling me that, and we said, ah, oh, that's actually a good sign. Yes. Because this is a man in tune with his feelings and his emotional availability. So, okay. Yeah. I respect the honesty. Exactly. So, I, like, forgot about him entirely. And then probably about four months later, he wrote me again and said, if you're still interested, like I'm feeling a lot better about that situation and like I'm ready now and I'd love to get a drink if you want to. Oh, it's all coming back to me. So I'm like, okay, great. So we go for a date. It's like COVID time. So we like meet up at this park. It's pretty good. Like I always, I said from the beginning with him that like the conversation wasn't the best, but he was like super tall. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing mattered. No, I'm kidding. He was like tall and hot and like we had a good physical chemistry. So I was like willing to just see maybe the emotional connection will get better for sure. So we go on this first date. It's great. Immediately. He's like, when are we going out again? We go out on our second date and it's again, great. Like he, where did you go? Was we it? went for dinner on a patio oh, COVID yes. times. Um, and yeah, it was great. We had sex and it was great. And then we were texting a lot, whatever. And we had made plans for a second date at, or I guess a third date at this point. And he started to get, he was kind of being weird. Like he wasn't texting the same way. And I'm like super hyper 
conscious of that shit. I'm anxiously attached. So like when we talk about attachment issues, you'll know that like anxious people are super perceptive to like slight changes right. in people's behavior, which is not a good thing, but sometimes it's telling. For sure. For sure. And so I was just like, whatever, it's fine. We have this date planned. And then he, he said, I can't do the state. Now, this is the thing. He had this whole long winded excuse about the date, about why he couldn't do it, yeah. making it seem like it wasn't like that he still wanted to, but he didn't propose another day. Wait, so he said, I can't meet you on X day, but I'd love to see you again. Kind of like another time. What was he saying? No. Like he basically said this whole thing about how he had to do all this stuff for like his dad's work and he had to do this and then he just couldn't make tonight work because if he saw me, he would be too distracted and, and whatever. And, and, and he feels bad, but like he hopes it's okay. But it wasn't like then next message, when are you free next? Mm. Okay. When they don't add that, like make the date, it's fishy. It's suspicious. Mm. Okay. So I actually said to him, because I was already feeling like something was changing. And so when he said that, I immediately went to like, he's done. So my response was, okay, that's cool about tonight or tomorrow, whenever it was. But if you actually don't want to hang out ever again, like, and it's not just about being busy, like you should let me know. Like, that's totally fine. Like, I right. would rather just know. And this fucking guy responded to me and said, and I quote, I can still quote the text. Oh, exactly. yeah, these things get burned in our brains. Okay. He said, that's not it at all. And if that was the case, I think we're both mature enough to say so. Okay. Mm. Everyone listening, remember these words. So I'm like, okay, great. I'm happy to hear that. Like, good luck with your work. Yeah. Poof. Gone. Casper, where did he go? He must have died. That was it. That's the last thing. That's the last thing he said. No, I had said like, okay, all good. Like whatever. Right, right. Expecting that. This is, we've been texting every day for like right. over a month now. Like nothing. Oh Radio fucking silence. And this pissed me off so much because as I just said to you outside, it's, it's a one thing if a guy isn't totally forthcoming with that information. But I handed you the opportunity. That's right. I asked you. All you had to do was answer the question honestly. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't do it. And even if you were taking your time to like think about what you really wanted to do, once you realize like actually, yeah, I don't want to see this person again. Because of that message, you should have said that. Like he should have said that. Anyways, mind you, I saw him on Bumble later and he had updated his profile with... um, all the pictures that he sent me from that cottage weekend from the cottage from like cute pictures that he would send me all oh the time my pictures. God. so I'm happy that I uh, you know helped his content creation but <laughs> <laughs> I let that wow. go yeah. and you know what I let it go for like two weeks and we'll get to the point of like do you say something later but two weeks later one day I was just like you know what fuck this guy and I sent him a message and I said um I said, you know what? Ghosting me after your message above was really unnecessary. That's what I said. Oh, nice. Short and sweet. Yep. Anyways, I think like two days later, he didn't even respond right away. Two days later, he like sent me a, some long winded thing. Who cares? But like, 
say, what, was this the message? Like, oh, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But, just like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. It's like, okay, first of all, oh, yeah. chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not hurt. Like, let's just tone it down for mm -hmm. a second. Like, I'm not hurt. I'm asking for basic human decency. Exactly. That's all I'm it's asking so for. It's so simple. And I, like you said, I handed you the opportunity to just say, you know what, actually, maybe I'm not really feeling this or I'm not as ready as I thought I was or whatever. Just let me know so that I'm not here hanging on to my phone wondering when I'm going to hear from you next or. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just be honest. Just just take your little fingers <sighs> and type out a message. Yeah. What is that? I feel like they don't equate it with decency. You know, mm -hmm. because I feel like if they really looked at it logically, like this is the respectful, decent thing to do. And it takes the most minimal effort. Yeah. Most minimal. Then <laughs> like whatever. Anyway, so that was 3.0. And we're going to get into my girl's story in a second. But I just want to do one more story because please, obviously there's a few. But this one is particularly special because this man was 40, okay? <sighs> With my ex that we talked about, like, he was younger than me. And so I started to have this idea that older guys are more together. They're more emotionally ready. And I still do think that the odds of them being ready sure. are higher. Sure. But there's plenty of fucked up 40-year-olds out there, okay? Because this guy, we went on two dates pre-COVID, like literally the week before COVID. We were supposed to have our third date the week that like the entire world shut down. And he just ghosted me. Like he just vanished. Like we were going to have some kind of like safe COVID chill. And then he just poof gone. So I was like, okay. At that point I was like, I'm not engaging. I right. don't care. I'm moving on. He reached out to me again. And said, you know, some, oh, this thing made me think of you. How are you? How long after this is this? I want to say it was like two weeks. Okay. So now we're like into it. So we start talking every day. Oh, yes. FaceTiming. Oh, the FaceTiming dates that you had. FaceTiming dates. We would talk every day, texting all day, FaceTiming multiple times a week, like, building up this emotional connection. And I allowed this because I had already met him. You know me. I do not. Yeah. Just PSA to everyone listening. I do not allow like the talking online to go on literally more than like a day before <laughs> I want to meet someone because you just don't know until you meet them. But because I had already met him, I allowed this to happen. And I started to develop pretty strong feelings for him. For like, sure. We for were sure you did. getting really close and, and whatever. And, but he wouldn't meet up with me because of COVID. He was like right. being so crazy about COVID, which everyone listening, I, everyone listening, <laughs> I hope you're listening. Um, yes. I, I, I think COVID is very real and a scary thing. And that's not what this is about, but he had like taken it to the extreme where like, yes. And I remember at this time too, when we were talking about it, we had said, well, you know, this is actually a sign of a good guy, like taking it seriously and not wanting to risk other people getting sick and stuff. Like maybe, you know, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. So we were like, okay, fine. But I had said to him one day, I was like, you know what? Like, can we go for a walk? Can we have a socially distant hang? Like, I need to have some human connection with you. Like I'm developing these feelings for you. I didn't say that to him, but like in yes. my mind, I'm like, I'm developing these feelings for you. Like I need some human connection. 
and he wouldn't do it, but we were still talking and he was like, okay, maybe we can just talk less for a bit then until I'm ready. Like he didn't want to let me go. Like he wasn't just like, okay, sure. Let's just not talk. Ghosted me again, (laughs) another time where I could have, where I handed it to him, where I said like, I can't do this talking anymore if you don't want to meet up. And he made a point to be like, can I call? He said, can I call you tonight? Can we talk about this? And then on the phone, he said, like, I don't want to stop talking to you. Like, maybe we can just talk less for a bit until I figure out my shit. And I allowed it. And then he fucking ghosted me. Right. Talking less does not mean not talking at all. Not at all. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it's not done there, though, folks. No, it's not done. Because if you listen to the first episode, you know, I have a pattern where I continue (laughs) to let these guys back in. Actually, this isn't the time where the pattern came into full force. But the next time he reached out to me again and basically said that. And this is now like months later, right? This is like probably a month. And without you saying anything to him, this is just nothing. Like essentially I had still been texting him a bit after that conversation, but he wasn't putting in any effort. Uh, So then I was like, okay, then it was his birthday. And I had said, let's have a FaceTime for your birthday. And he said, great. And then he never followed up on the FaceTime and I never heard from him for like a month. Right. So he goes to me, like, I was like, I'm not going to follow up on this FaceTime. I've put in enough effort Mm -hmm. at this point. So then about a month later, he reaches out to me again and says that, you know, he was going through all this shit with his birthday. He was turning 40. It was in COVID. It was so overwhelming and he didn't know what to do and he just couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle me. He was like scared of me because I'm like this amazing girl and which is like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Um, and then he was like, said all this stuff about how he had been like looking at my social media and he was like loving everything that I stood for. And like, right. He felt like he had gotten to know me better from watching me on social media than when we talked and when we were together and when we had gone on dates, it had been so physical. He had this weird thing of like being scared of our physical connection mm. where it was like that meant it couldn't be real, which pissed me off because like, yeah, that's any so annoying relationship no matter how deep when it starts, of course you have that intense physical reaction. I hope you do. Yeah. So we have this long big talk. He's apologizing for profusely. He goes out of his way to bring it up and to apologize. And I say, okay, are you willing now to like go for a walk or something? And he said, yeah. He said, let's go and hang out at the park. So we go, we hang out in the park. It's a great time. He's texting me all the next night. We make plans for that Friday, texting me all that Sunday. That's the day we met up all Monday, all Tuesday, Wednesday, poof, gone. No, gone. Like this one just really irked me because not but a week prior, he had apologized quite profusely. Yes. For ghosting me. Yes. And then proceeded to do the exact same thing again. I can't. That's what I cannot understand. I can't. The other thing I just wanted to chime in, when he was telling you about all of the shit he had going on, this bothers me. Okay, yes, lots of people have awful, horrible things happening, and we're very sympathetic and empathetic to those, and that's not what I'm talking about. 
everybody has shit going on. Everybody is having a hard time right now. That is not an excuse for you to be an asshole. Exactly. We all are struggling. We're all trying to ride this roller coaster day by day. This is hard on everyone. Yeah. Good God. So that was the last time he ghosted me. It wasn't the last time because hello pattern. <laughs> knock, knock. I actually reached out to him a couple months later and the whole thing started again. And we went out a few times and then actually he dumped me after we went to a pumpkin patch. But please, you know tell, no, please tell it. <laughs> it's too good, guys. <laughs> okay, it's, so it's, it's Friday the 13th. Let's scare let's them just, a little bit. Let's just tell it then. So we went, um, so we, we started talking again nonstop. Like it was, again, every day, all day on Instagram, actually. Like this is a 40-year-old man. Like we're having full conversation on Instagram. And then we get into the texting, the FaceTiming, and then we finally make a date. So we go out to the bar to watch the Lakers game. Great date. Super lovely. Second date, we have an amazing date. We go have wine on this patio. We smoke a joint in the park. We go and have this like amazing Mexican dinner. We go, oh, fabulous. We go back to his house. We're watching all these like home decor shows. We're dancing around. Like it was incredible. Aww. It was so good. When I left, it was like texting nonstop. The next day he was like, what are you doing next weekend? So we make the plan to go to the fucking pumpkin patch. And the minute I drive, well, sorry, he drives, but I have a car. He doesn't. So I pick him up to go in the pumpkin patch, to go to the pumpkin patch. And the second he gets in the car, again, anxiously attached, super perceptive, I can just feel something is. It's off. It's different. Something is off. And I'm like, okay, in my head, I'm like, just trying to be cool. Don't want my like anxiety about it to like make it more toxic right. energy in here. So we get to the pumpkin patch. We like race each other through the corn maze. We pick apples. We're eating the apples. It actually turns out to be quite fun. So I'm like, okay, like maybe that was about something else, not about me everything is good. And we get in the car and I said, so what's next? Like at this point it's 6 PM. Right. Okay. So I'm assuming we're like spending the and whole this night is like together. a Saturday after yeah. Saturday afternoon. My <laughs> yeah. dog is with my parents. Like I'm ready to like fuck and have a sleepover. Yeah. Like, this is going down. Like we've yeah. literally known each other at this point for like six months. Like we have not had sex. Like I just, I'm ready for like, let's go. Of course. Let's fucking go. So we get in the car and I'm like, so what's next? And he gets so weird. He starts talking about the pumpkins. I guess <laughs> you gotta tell. <laughs> he starts talking about that. He's like, but we have these pumpkins. I'm like, what? Like the pumpkin has been in the patch for two months. Like you yeah. can sit in the car for three hours while we go to a restaurant. Like, I don't understand. And then he's like, okay, well let's just like go home, like go back to my place and like all take the pumpkin up or something. And I'm like, do you just like want to go home with your pumpkin? Or like, <laughs> do you, you want to hang out with your pumpkin? Like, I'm not even being bitchy. I'm literally looking at him. Like I'm literally asking these questions. Like I'm so confused. Right. Like, right. Sorry. What? Like what's happening with the pumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's like, yeah, we'll just go back to my place and like, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, okay, again, I'm like, don't make this weird. Let's just get through. This is like a 40 minute drive back into the city. Oh God. What was it like in the car? Was it okay? So it was fine at first. Then he started being all like short with me. Like we're listening to this like playlist he has and this uh, Biggie song comes on. And I'm like, oh, I love Tupac. 
and he puts on two back. So I'm like, oh, that's nice. Um, and now I remember it's keep your head up, you know, it's such mm -hmm. a good song. And I'm, that's not what he put on. And I'm trying to remember the name of that song. And I'm like, oh, what's that one, you know, where he says, and I say a line from it. I'm trying to figure out what is it? What is And he like snaps at me. He's like, well, this song is good. Just listen to this one. And I was like, what? Ugh. And there was like really bad traffic. And I was getting like, just like a mini road ragey. Yeah. Not even like just being like, oh, what the fuck? And he's like, it's fine. Like, just like he was like annoyed with me. And I was just like, what is happening? So we go back to his house. It's like it's just such weird vibes. He goes to the bathroom. I wash my I hands. I feel these awkward vibes. So awkward. I wash my hands. I'm just making note of that because it's like COVID times. And I'm sitting on this like little ottoman thing. And he comes out of the couch. I mean, out of the bathroom, sits on the couch and does like a like a deep breath, you know? And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. I'm like, what? And then he's like- Did you say that? Were you just like- Yeah, what? like I was like, what? And he was like, you know, how it was kind of weird when, you know, you asked what we were doing after. And I was like, yeah. And to be honest, like you've kind of been weird the whole day. Like I felt something off. And then he basically just goes on, albeit this is the one time he didn't ghost me. He honestly said, I'm just not feeling this and whatever. And you know what? That's fine. Like, that's absolutely fine. And all I could have asked for from the beginning. But what pissed me off about this is that I don't think that's the whole story. Not that I need to know what the whole story is, but we literally had two amazing dates. The last date was like incredible. And there's no way that was one sided. Like, I just know in my bones. And then we talked every day that week. And then you get in the car and you're done. Like, that doesn't make any sense. No. So at that point, I was just like, you know what? And I'm the girl that sits there and tries to understand why. And I was like, no, I got up and I was like, okay, I'm leaving then. And I left Good. and I never talked to him again. And honestly, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. Still today. You haven't talked to him, right? No. Like he, I posted on Instagram about my new job and he had like, he was actually quite supportive during that process. So he was like, oh, did you get the job? And I said, I did. <laughs> Yes. And then he said another nice thing. And I just left him on red because I just don't, you don't owe him any, I don't owe him anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't like hate him, but I just feel like he took me for a ride that like, I didn't need to go on. Totally. That's. And like, yeah. I didn't have to reach out to him that time. Like that wasn't good on my end, but also he took it from there. Like I reached out to him a little like, hello, how are you doing? And then we started like, he was initiating talking yeah. every day anyway. So that's fine. But so even if the guy who's ghosted you twice, yeah. <laughs> even if he doesn't ghost you the third time, he's still gonna fuck something up because a guy yeah. that does that is just not a good guy or someone that is an emotionally like stable place that you want to be in. Yeah. And I read this quote the other day that said a red flag is not a challenge it's a warning yes i read that too and it's so true because it's like anytime i feel sort of like a bit of a red flag i feel like i can change it right i can make it better right i can do something to make this not be a big deal and no that's not the case it's not a challenge it's that's something right. telling you no yeah this is not a good person for you this is not a good person yep. in general and, and also just reconfirming that we have to listen to that gut feeling. Cause you said the minute he got in the car, you felt it, you felt a shift, something was off. 
the same thing that you said about 3.0, I remember when we were at the cottage, mm -hmm. you said something's off. I feel it mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trusting that gut, you know, trusting that gut and, and going back to like the first episode, if you listened, where I talk about sometimes when you're in the rejection phase of something, you're not able to look at something objectively. Right. And like with this guy, for sure, there was red flags, but like overall, our connection was pretty good. But with 3.0, like one time I had like a full breakdown because I was like, is this it? Like, there's no, like this conversation is so shitty. Like I had a breakdown about one of my exes because I was like, oh, the conversation was so good with him. And this conversation sucks. It's like, why was I even like pursuing that still. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, if I sat back objectively and said like, I don't even enjoy talking to this guy, <laughs> but he's tall, <laughs> but he's tall. So you know what ladies, you gotta get it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. okay. So those are my two most monumental. Um, they're not all of them. <laughs> just now, a little dabble for today. Just a little dabble. But now, um, I want to talk about your story. Yeah. Your story is crazy. Okay. Buckle up. Um, so I guess I'll give a little background as to who this person yes, was please. to me. So I met him. We're going to call him Twinkle Eyes. Um, <laughs> Self-explanatory. <laughs> Twinkled like diamonds in the sky. <laughs> anyway. I met Twinkle Eyes in 2012 when I was bartending. Um, and we met at an interesting point in my life. I had just sort of come out of a really toxic situation. And I had mm -hmm. made this decision to myself that, you know, the next guy who picks me up and asks for my number, I'm not going to say, sorry, I have a boyfriend. I'm going to say, yes, I'm available. And anyway, it was all sort of... I don't know, stars aligned that this night that I'm bartending, this beautiful man walks in and asks for my number. And I was in a state and I thought, ooh, he could get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I gave him my number with only the expectation for this to be something physical because he looked really, really delicious. <laughs> he, yeah, he did. So, um, sure enough, like we did go on a few, a few dates, but the physical part ended up not really meaning as much as the emotional connection that I had with him for a long time. At this time, I, besides bartending, I was also doing social work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he and I talked for years and <laughs> for years and years. And there was points where uh, clients of mine, clients who have various forms of disabilities would send him drawings or paintings that they made and he would send them little videos back and saying thank you and being just really involved in my life there was a period of about eight months or so in i want to say 2014 2015 where i spoke to hate to this twinkle eyes every day <laughs> yeah. from a good morning beautiful hope your meeting goes well today da 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 how did that work out with the hydro bill like just involved with life to you know to the end of the night good night sweet dreams beautiful and that was so nice and I like I, I had this connection with him anyway there came a point where my feelings developed way beyond I guess his mm -hmm. and I told him that like I wanted more 
and he was honest and just sort of said he didn't and wished me well and we went our separate ways and that was fine mm -hmm. and then he resurfaced about a year later and I was in a different place and again it's just like picked back up like nothing you know like no time had passed he would come over, we'd make dinner, we'd drink wine, we'd dance around my living room, we would have like mind blowing sex. And then we would talk the whole way home and he would message me all the next day. And I just thought he was sensational. And now, last year, 2019, the Raptors are in the playoffs. Woo! Yeah, it was good times. And he and I were close again in this like communicating all the time. Yeah. And he came over to my place a few times with his friends and we had barbecues and we drank and I we remember. smoked and we watched basketball and then games were over and we listened to music and played drinking games into all hours of the night. I even had his drunk friend sleep on my couch one night while he was in my room with me. Another time it was just him who had slept over and, you know, like when I, when I met him in, 2012 I was in my mid-20s now here we both are in our mid-30s and we're still connecting and we're still spending time like this and having your friends over to my home means something to me and I would Absolutely. think that that would mean something to you as well that yeah. you're inviting your friends to this girl's house who's going to host and have dinner and bring her friends you came I remember. Like, and you guys were dating. We like, were dating. Yeah, absolutely. And no in doubt front of it. his friends, he would hold my hand and kiss my cheek and, I, you know, like, do little cute whispery things in my ears. And I was like, okay, maybe this is different now, right? Maybe yeah. now we're in our mid-30s and we still kind of have this connection. And I think he's a wonderful person. I just, with this man in particular, I always said, no matter what happens, even if he's not interested in me romantically, mm -hmm. I think that he is a wonderful man. Yeah. I think that he is so kind and he is so honest and he's mature. And I just thought so highly of him. So come Caravan a weekend, which here in Toronto is the first weekend of August. Mm -hmm. I was up at my cottage with you. Yeah. I'm always at my cottage that weekend because it's my aunt's birthday. And on the Saturday, I got a message from him inviting me to a party downtown Toronto. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm at the cottage. I can't come, but that sounds like fun. And he said, oh, I figured you'd be up north. Like, hope you're having a great time. Like, I still got to check it out. And I was like, yeah, man, you got to come to the cottage one day. It's great. Let's plan a time, blah, 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 a little bit of chit chat. And then I just say, okay, like, enjoy your weekend. He says, you enjoy yours. Like, everything's fine. No weird vibes. So normal. And actually, I'm like, oh, he wants me to come to this party with him and his friends. Like, what a good sign, right? Yeah. Like, inviting me. Okay. We're maybe working on something here. And so then when I came home after the long weekend, I obviously sent him a message. And I said, how was your weekend? And he never responded. And I thought, oh, that's so weird. Why didn't he respond? And then my brain immediately goes to like dark place. Yeah. What happened to him? Is he okay? Oh my God. I hope he wasn't one of the people shot caravan a weekend. Is he all right? And a few days go by and I send one more message. And I just ask him, are you okay? 
and he doesn't even open it because on WhatsApp, you can see if someone has opened and yes. read your message, but yes. he hasn't even opened it. So my brain is just going to like horrible places. So because and I'm sorry, I just want to interrupt to say that like you are a good person that is also like trusting, like not to a fault, just the way anyone would be when you have this interaction that's so right. nice with someone that like you literally give them the benefit of the doubt to the point that's where you think right. they died. That's right. I actually did. I <laughs> it, it didn't actually cross my mind at first that he was just ignoring me because yeah. that makes no sense. You're yeah. like my good friend of eight years. Yeah. It, besides any romantic thing, I considered you a friend of mine. Absolutely. And this is, this is where it becomes so hurtful, right? Because it's yeah. the layers of it. Yeah. Um, and so I started to get crazy and I started to search all of his friends on Instagram, honestly looking for like rest in peace posts. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought I was laugh, going to but... see them say like our dear friend died and Oh my God. That's all that I, I was waiting to see that. And I was so anxious and scared and uh, just all to... his friends were normal. There was no sad tragedy that had gone down. <laughs> and I thought, this is so weird. How could he have died? And nobody's saying anything about it. No one's posting. <laughs> Don't they care that their friend is dead? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this possible? Um, wow. And so then I guess it must have been a week or two weeks after my message yeah. that said, are you, are you okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When I was in our chat on WhatsApp and mm -hmm. I'm rereading things obsessively, like, did I do what has happened? Did I do something wrong? Like, is he, is he just mad at me? Cause I, I think I know he's not dead. And <laughs> then boom, he's online. I see it active online, but he hasn't opened my message yet. And then it hit me just like a, you know, like just felt like you get like stabbed in the stomach because I just realized, oh, he's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm an idiot worried about him. I'm here sad, caring about him. And he just is ignoring me. He's just not going to message me back. Me? Your friend of so long? Like, again, if you don't want to pursue something romantically for sure fine, but we're still friends aren't we and that um, is like so much come to my uncle's yeah. house you've been to parties you've been like oh, la, la. but it hit me and then this sorry what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say that that like first no i was just gonna say that the agony that you were in that mm -hmm. i'm sure many women and maybe men can relate to of just like not being responded to and going like feeling like you're going insane yeah like looking at his friend's stuff looking like reading the messages obsessively just trying to like understand it's agony mm -hmm. and it's work like what they don't understand is like that feeling is, is so much worse so much worse than you saying i'm sorry i don't want to see you anymore right like, and the other thing to me is like do these guys really think like that that doesn't hurt you? Like, did he really think like, oh, she won't care. She's fine. Like, do they really think that? Like, I guess they don't think about our feelings at all. They're so selfish. It clearly hasn't. And like, if it's one or two dates, like, okay, fine. Like, I hope they don't think I'm in agony because I'm not. Right. But like in that situation, like he knew that his like absence was causing you pain rightfully so for sure and anyway for sure um 
It gets better though, guys. Wait. Yeah. So I guess like I went through, as you know, like this real like conflict of do I say something? Do I say, oh, fuck you. You're not dead. That's a shame. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or do I say anything at all? Um, the and I, question. Yeah. And I know we're going to talk more about that. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if yeah, I should yeah, say yeah. what I did now, but yeah, yeah. Say okay. what you did. Um, I actually made the decision not to say anything. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I've said this to you before, but in that moment, realizing that he's fine and well, and just choosing to ignore me made me feel really foolish and like, icky about myself for even caring and worrying and putting in all this effort when he can just not he clearly doesn't want to hear from me he's clearly not reaching out to me so fine you don't want to talk to me buddy you'll never have to again mm -hmm. and i'll mm -hmm. just be fucking gone into the night and when i leave time will pass and when you look back on who i was my conscience is clean and clear. And I know that you only have fond memories of me because I did not do a goddamn thing to, mm, like, to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what gave me the strength to be like, to not write something. Yeah. Because believe me, there are 19,000 drafts of various things that I wanted to send him in my phone right now. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just like, oh, okay. You're alive and well and just fine making this choice. You don't want to talk to me message is clear i yeah. got it okay received well yeah and i would just say i think there's another piece of the story that we're going to mm -hmm. get to in a second but i think we can just touch on that question now because like, sure so yeah authentic but that is a question of like do you write them or not and i think it's like i don't know that any person has ever called someone out in a situation like that and felt better like I kind of, right. Like, I kind of feel like in the moment you might feel better. Like, aha, like I got my last word, but I do think long-term what you're describing in terms of the, like, I can know for myself. That's right. That I didn't say anything that could come off as crazy or like, right. I didn't, like, I have my dignity 100% That's right. Intact. It's my dignity. I think that that is more valuable. And I think that it's better to leave it. Yeah, because I just thought, oh, well, you clearly don't care to hear from me. So me reaching out to you now to tell you what, that I see you're online or that, oh, why are you ignoring me, was only going to make me feel more foolish than I had already mm -hmm, felt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't do foolish well. Yeah. I can't handle that at all. So when you make me feel stupid, because I'm not a stupid girl and I don't no, deserve to be made to feel yeah. that way. And it irks me and so I didn't respond or I didn't I didn't reach out any further yeah and I let it be mm -hmm. and then months later like six months later mm -hmm. maybe mind you I still think about this guy all the time yeah um I can relate but six months later I come across an Instagram page of this woman and all of her pictures are pictures with her and him. This is her boyfriend. Trips to Jamaica, trips at Cuba, her in his apartment. Love you, babe. Happy birthday, honey. Happy Valentine's Day. Pictures 
these trips in Jamaica where I talk to you while you're boarding the plane. I'm on the flight now, Dar. Can't wait to see you in a week, blah, blah, blah. Sending me videos from your hotel. This is our view from our hotel. I think you're on a boy's birthday trip. Have so much fun, honey. That looks great, blah, blah, blah. Like brain explosion. What? He's had a girlfriend this whole time? This is stuff that literally horror movies are like made of. This whole time? Don't put me in that role. I do not want to participate in hurting another woman. Mm -hmm. I am so mm -hmm. pissed off that you would have done that to me and to her or to anyone. But then things started to maybe make more sense because maybe that mm. caravana weekend. Yeah. Who knows? Because I then with my incessant Instagram creeping, I realized yeah. his girlfriend was actually in the caravana parade. Mm. So she was there. Yeah. And her boyfriend was there. And, and he's inviting me to yeah. come to this party. And I assume that he got drunk and sloppy and she saw or she know when you, you know, ladies. You know. You know when your man is cheating. You know when your man doesn't come home for a weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's at my house. Or when he's not answering you. Right. When he can't pick up the phone, but he can text you back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm sure, I, 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 this is just my assumptions at this point, but my yeah. assumption is that that Carabana weekend she must have seen or something happened with them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And he had to make that decision to never talk to me again. Yes. And I'm fine with that. Now, the other struggle was, do I tell her? And some of my girlfriends said, what? You should write her. You should tell her, you know, woman to woman. And maybe if I had found her Instagram in August, I may have. Right. But at this point, it had been six or seven months where mm -hmm. I have just been ghosted by him. And I thought, there's, what am I going to do? Say, hey, eight months ago, your boyfriend was at my house. Eh. Yeah. You know what? She probably already knows. And yeah. I don't want I don't want to be involved any further, like insert myself in it. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. Did I do the right thing or wrong thing? Like, should I have told her? I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's your responsibility. You know, like maybe yeah. if she was a friend of yours. Right. But you don't for sure. You don't know this person at all. And because I think I think the way you just said it is exactly it. Like, had he left your house one morning and you had seen that, I think it would be a different story. It would be a different story for sure. But, yeah. But at this point, it's been so long that like you don't even know. Maybe she does know at this point. Maybe he confessed everything. Right. And that's why he's not talking to you or you don't know. But I don't think it's you don't need to take that on. Okay. Thank you. I don't think you that. have to feel bad for that. But I, I think that you like you did feel bad about exactly what you said. Like you're inserting like he put you in that role of being right. like someone that someone's cheating with when it's just like I don't want to do that I like, would never ever want to do that I've been that girlfriend yeah and it's the most horrible yeah and I would never want to participate in hurting another woman like that yeah and here she is you know repping him all over her Instagram and you wouldn't know she existed from his social media yeah exactly. which he hardly has by the way just an old like facebook yeah but, but that's probably why uh -huh. of course that's why and i will also say that what is so this story why i just said it was like such a horror story is because it's one of those stories where it's just like 
everything you knew about this person well, just turned it. upside down. Like even until that last eighth year when you saw that he was online and you realized, okay, he's doing, he knows what he's doing and this is a shitty guy. Even still then, like for eight years, you thought, oh, this isn't working out, but he's a good guy. That's it. And that's what I was really like pissed off and hurt and all confused about because you ruined what I thought, who I thought you were as yeah. a human being. And I always said that. I've said that to all of you guys, like all the time, like, oh, but he's a solid man and he's a good, mature guy. He's so kind and he's caring and, he, you know, he's a wonderful person. Whether or not he likes me, that doesn't matter, but he's a wonderful person. For sure. And this changed that. I don't think you're a wonderful person. I no longer think you're mature, kind, or respectful. I think you are a coward mm -hmm. and disrespectful, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. It's changed everything. And like a narcissist and a mm -hmm. sociopath, like how do you have any empathy if you can act this way? Seriously. Like, it's just not, but yeah, it's those things where it's like, it makes you feel like yucky. It made me feel so yucky. Like I thought like, I did. Ugh. And it's like, you had no reason to think that he was, you know, there were some times when you were like, I wish it was more. Yeah. I wish he liked me more, but you were never like, he's a bad guy. But it's like, when you have those moments where you're like, oh my God, like I, you're literally not at all who I thought you're you were. Not who I it's kind of you like were. scary. Yeah. It made me think of these like, you know, crazy crime things we watch all the time. For sure. Like when I, Whoa. yeah. It's fucking like a, frightening. Whoa. And you know, these pictures on her Instagram are from years ago in the condo that like, oh my God, I remember when I helped you move stuff into that place and like bought you that plant for your new condo. And then, ah, <laughs> what? Oh my God, this poor girl. It's wild. It's just, it's scary yeah. to not know to feel like you can date someone for years yes, and you can feel like you know them. And it's like, do you ever really? Yeah. That's terrifying. No, especially when you think of yourself as like a good judge of character and someone who, you know, that like really messed me up. Yeah, sure. absolutely. And I even remember when another one of our girlfriends had come over with him and she pulled me aside in the kitchen and she said, okay, Dar, like, all these years I was kind of like uncertain about him because of the sort of runaround he gave you. But like, oh my God, he's fucking awesome. Like he's so great. And I was like, I know he's so great. And she's another smart, wise, critical thinking mm -hmm, woman mm -hmm, who, with mm -hmm. good judge of character. And whoa, you just fool everyone. Yeah. And it's nothing on any of us. It's, no. it's like, they're too good at it. It's scary. Yeah. But it's like psychopathy. It's wild. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, that's like one of my ghosting stories. Yeah. So. Still to this day, it's now November 2020. Not a peep. And not a peep. Last word was August 9th, 2019. And actually just before we uh, uh -huh. we missed, uh, which we wish we could have got it live, but she actually went back to check and he had read your message in February 2020. Yeah. Right. So it took him six months to even open the to message. open it. And he probably just opened it to clear the, the message that you have an unread. Message, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, let's just take a deep breath because. Um, what else? Well, I think that's it. Actually, there was one thing that I wanted to share because I felt like it. I'm going to read this 
this experience that someone wrote about. And I just want to dissect it a bit because I Perfect. feel like there's like a few good points in it. So I'm okay. just going to read it. So I had been seeing this Tinder guy for almost two months. We really hit it off. On day two, he came over and stayed over. I try to never have sex on date two. Let's have a whole other episode. Oh, that's that. a whole other episode. But it was awesome with him. We agreed as suggested by him to be exclusive as of then. It was. Oh. Yeah. Then it was just amazing. He was texting me really nice things all the time and was pretty much the best date ever. We were always staying over at each other's places and it was amazing. Then last Friday in the middle of the night, this is again, oh, we'll get to it. Then last Friday in the middle of the night, he calls me and says, I want you to know that this is not a booty call. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, this is funny because I read this wrong. <laughs> he said, I want you to know this isn't a booty call, but I'm near your place and I miss you. I want to see you. And I just want to say that like when you're seeing someone and you feel like they're your boyfriend because you've just become exclusive, you like a booty, not a booty yeah, call, yeah, but like, you not a booty call. like come sleep with yeah, me. Yeah, get over here. So then he came over and he was all cuddly and he said he loved me and it was, whoa. Um, and then he said with a sarcastic voice, but only a little bit, no big deal. And then I replied, well, I missed you only a little bit, no big deal. Like, okay, they're being cute. That's nice. And then we went to bed and we only slept. Like we didn't have sex the whole night. He was cuddling me, holding me tight. And the whole night I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm so lucky. This feels so good. Like this is the happiest I've been with a guy in so Aww. long. And then at around 10 a.m., his phone rings and his friends invite him to go to brunch. Okay, fine. Go have fun with your boys. And then radio silence. <gasps> On Sunday, I text him to say we should plan a movie date soon. No reply. On what? Mm -hmm. On Monday around noon, I see that he is online on Facebook and message him, hey, is everything okay? This is like yeah. your story. No reply. On Monday night, I text, hey, I'm feeling ignored. Is that correct? You can see that she's yes. just genuinely like confused, like yeah. what's happening? And then she even goes on to say, if I don't feel like you're, I feel like you're not that into me. Um, and I hope that you would tell me if something is wrong. No reply. Then on Tuesday oh, night, shit. I messaged him on Facebook saying that, out of all the possible in outcomes, being ghosted was not an option that I expected because we talked about it at, oh. at the beginning and agreed to be straightforward. And I told him that he shouldn't have called me on the Friday. No, he should not have. And then I said, take care and good luck with everything. And then I blocked him on Facebook and I blocked his number so he won't beg me to give him another chance in two months like, like that has happened to me so many good times. Good girl. I'm so angry, mostly because of the lovey-dovey night we had. Why do that if you're not feeling it anymore? I'm confused. Oh, there's like so many things I want to say about this. Number one is like, again, this guy is going out of his way. Like, whatever about the like, this isn't just a booty call thing. But to told her he loved her and was like cuddling her all night. Why? And why? Or... He did, or maybe he was feeling those feelings and that they scared him because he's emotionally unavailable and afraid of commitment and ran off yeah. like a little bitch ass that he is. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, I think that that is true. I just think that we, in my past, I've given that too much weight and been like, oh, you're just scared. Let me stay by you while right. you figure no, it out. No, no, no. That doesn't mean no, I have no, to no, stay no, no, by no, no. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. that. But also the telling. Uh, what a when a guy says he loves you on like 
the third red flag to the maximum degree maximum degree yes like you can there's obviously things where like you meet someone and it's intense and you have that honeymoon phase and whatever but for someone to be saying i love you like it's it's just not normal no it's not and it's like they like that saying of like quick burn quick burn out like it's true yeah it is oh yeah i'm the queen of it (laughs) yeah anytime that i've gone out with guys that are like just texting me the most like lovey-dovey things after like one or two dates they always ghost me Mm. it's like crazy it's too much too fast yeah and there's nowhere to go from there and look at all the opportunities she's giving him hey is everything okay oh my heart breaks for her i hope that you would tell me and then here again like we spoke specifically about this does she say any more like how this ended or no no she said that she went um to feel better she went out with her friends got drunk and, and a cute guy got her number and she feels oh good for her now. so we love this girl whoever you are yeah she, good for her she handled this right actually i think we could all take note of this absolutely she handled it right and she has done nothing wrong and i know she doesn't have any blame on herself yeah for this. and she in that situation of do you reach out she felt she needed to she was genuinely and you can tell in her messages yeah. like she's genuinely confused um and so she should have but then as soon as she realized like okay this isn't like as he's dead thing right like, he's right being an asshole so i'm gonna block him and i'm done yeah and so we respect that we love to yeah, see it you're not like the, the, there's just the three options right you're either like in jail you're hospitalized or you're dead otherwise you gotta hit me back <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh, and sorry, just because I basically just read this straight out. I didn't, uh, it wasn't a few dates. It was, they had been seeing each other for almost two months. Yeah. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. So that's a long, I'm sorry, but that brings us to like our final kind of discussion question of like, when, when is it okay to ghost? You know what? It's never okay to ghost in my opinion, but like, First of all, I think you can go someone if you haven't met them. Like if you're talking to someone on an app, totally. that does not even I don't I don't think that counts. That doesn't count at all. If you are seeing someone for two months and they've told you I love you, it's insanity. And you're exclusive, like they deserve a fucking phone call. Absolutely. At the minimum. Like really they deserve an in-person, like let's meet at the park and let me break yeah. your heart because like <laughs> this is just <laughs> I've done the park park heartbreak. Like this is just crazy like and so when is it okay honestly the and I think you mentioned this earlier but the only time it is okay and again this doesn't even count as a ghost but like if you go on a date and no one reaches out whether one person wanted to or not if no one reaches out then fine. that's it yeah it's yeah not ghosting I'm... you can't consider that ghosting but if anyone ever in any situation sends you a message saying hey want to go out again or hey what's going on like if you don't respond to them, like you are not a decent human. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. It's so disrespectful. And I think that people need to let go of that fear of confrontation or the fear of hurting somebody. Get over yourself. Yeah. Pull yourself together and send the simple text. You will feel better with yourself that you kept it 100 and the other person will respect your honesty and yeah. most likely say, 
thanks for your honesty. No problem. Wish you well. Exactly. And then you both go, huh, okay, done, clean. On to the next. On to the next with a clean slate clean and like slate. Keep you walk around dignity. carrying all these lies and bullshit and baggage, and you're just fuck that. And it's just like it's like we're being with a band-aid. Like it is uncomfortable. I'm not saying, oh, it's so easy. Like, well, first of all, actually, no, fuck that. Like sending a text is so easy. But even this guy who she deserved a phone call hundred percent, or like a, a meetup, like just be uncomfortable yeah. for five minutes. Yeah. You know, take five minutes to be uncomfortable and be honest with someone because yeah. like the other person just ends up feeling like you don't even see them as like a human being. Exactly. It's so disrespectful and it's so damaging because what that does, we carry that with us. And each time that we're ghosted, our guard is up a little bit more. My fence is stronger. I'm less likely to let people in for that fear. You're going to do this again. Oh, the last guy wasn't shitty, but he ended up being, I don't, I just, okay, go yeah. on forever. It's so, it's just so damaging. For sure. We carry these scars with us, right? They become parts of us and they're so unnecessary. So unnecessary. Just don't do that. I'm like, give us some hope for humanity. That's right. And like, we're lucky because I know you and I, we know that good men do exist. We've yeah. seen them. Our friends have them. Our yeah. brothers are them. Like, but where are they for us? <laughs> I truly don't know. <laughs> do, do, do. I'm still waiting. Like, everyone's like, oh, when you're not looking, I'm like, ugh. I'm like walking around, like trying to close my eyes. I'm like, no, <laughs> looking, where is he? You know what? All this ghosting and all this shit, it does, you know, every time it happens, the bounce back is faster. Like the. Yep. That's very true. It's makes us stronger so that like when the right person comes along, like we are ready, but that doesn't mean it's okay. And yeah, it's never it's, okay. It's not okay. Let's people, let's just get over that fear. Okay. Get over yourself. Yeah. You're not that important. She's going to be fine. Just be real. Mm. You know? So that was a perfect way to end. So on that note, I think we're going to, we're going to. Thanks gonna... so much for having me on this. This was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Oh and uh, don't worry, everyone. She'll be back. Oh, I have so many dating disasters to share. We so have, please. We have much to discuss. <laughs> So thank you for listening and stay sane out there.